Welcome back to another edition of Logistics Strategies Radio, your source for logistics-related news, commentary, and the latest trends in the logistics and supply chain management industry. I'm your host, Dave Goldberg. In the studio today, we're lucky to have back with us once again Laura Schweier and Tony Nuzio, both from ICC Logistics Services. Tony and Laura, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Thanks Dave. Dave. Thanks for having us. You've been doing this a long time. Tony, 40 years. Laura, 30 years. <laughs> Can we talk a little bit about the beginnings of ICC, how it started? Yeah, let's do that. Um, we actually started the business, uh, again, 40 years ago. And our primary focus was the post-auditing of freight bills to recover overcharges for our clients. Um, and there's one client story that I'd like to tell because it really um, has had an impact on our business over the years. And it was a small manufacturer here on Long Island um, where we did a post audit and we found a whopping $100 in overcharges for the client. So when we delivered the check to the client, uh, the reaction, you know, I thought was going to be against that all. But I got a completely different reaction. I got, holy cow, that's great. I can't believe you found $100. So the next sentence that came out of the... Now, wait, hold on. Is that client still with you today? No, that client's not oh, still with okay. us today, which so, would have been yeah. a greater story. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah it really yeah, would yeah. have been. <laughs> but, but, but it does get better. So after we, we had that conversation, she said, you know, I don't know if you know this, but we're part of a much larger corporation. And the director of traffic is going to be here next week. I'm going to tell him what a great job you did. I said, oh, really? I said, what's the name of the company? And when she told me, uh, I recognized it right away. They were at that time the largest manufacturer of paper and plastic products in the world. So I did have a follow-up conversation with the director of traffic at that company. And he said, I heard you did a great job for our little sister company. He said, uh, how would you like to audit for our company? Uh, he said, the only thing is, I do have two other auditors I'm currently working with. I have a primary auditor. And when he gets done with the invoices, he sends them to the secondary auditor. And I'd be more than happy to have the secondary auditor send them to you, and you could be the third auditor. And I said, Bob, you know what? That sounds like a deal. However, I want to make one comment. If I find money that your primary and secondary auditor didn't find, we want to become your primary auditor. He said, you have my word on it. And the reality is they did become our largest client for many, many years. And that's a story I, I, I love to now tell. That, that was 40 years ago? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Computers? No. Manual. No computers. All manual audit going through invoices, uh, you know, boxes and boxes, paper trans tariffs. files and trans files. Paper tariffs. Paper tariffs. We had yeah, to go through the individual and, paper yep. tariffs to look at those. No right. computers, but a lot of caffeine. A lot of caffeine. <laughs> magnifying glasses. <laughs> Mag- yes. <laughs> well, see, in those days, I didn't need the magnifying glasses, <laughs> but I do now. What about you, Laura? You must have some uh, memorable experiences. I mean, we can fast forward to current time, you know, 40 years from Tony story and um, we a couple of years ago started uh, an audit process for a um, tissue manufacturer and I mean literally um, skin tissue medical and um, what they were doing was working with a particular parcel carrier for 15 years they were never auditing their bills they were paying an upcharge to have their shipments tracked because you're talking about serious um, shipments that are going out, and they would get notifications that these shipments were going to be late, but nobody ever filed a claim on these 
late deliveries. I don't know if they didn't realize it or they didn't have the manpower to do it, but when we walked in and we told them what we could do, we were saving them thousands of dollars in a week. And we did that for about six months and to find that the carrier started to deny our claims. And looking through their, um, their, their rules tariff to find that they had a provision in their contract that says that they have the right to deny claims if you have dry ice. So they denied the claims specifically because of this dry ice provision. The provision was that because there was dry ice in the shipment, that they could deny it. And they didn't for six months. And we were getting them back thousands and thousands of dollars. But the carrier realized that this money was coming out of their pocket and they didn't want to pay those claims out anymore. So now we fast forward, we've been doing uh, an accumulated summary for them for the last year and a half, and it's over $147,000 that the carrier has denied in claims. Fortunately, we're going to help them to work on their negotiations with the carrier coming up, and we're hoping to be able to use that as leverage toward the carrier and say, okay, you denied those claims, and now we want some of that money back. So hopefully we'll be able to make up for it in the um, in the negotiation piece of it because, you know, they wouldn't have had that information if we hadn't been, you know, monitoring that for them. Yeah, it's such a critical part of the audit process when people think that, you know, it's not worth um, auditing the invoices. But the other thing that's so, so interesting about this particular client is because they had this upcharge uh, from the parcel carrier, they, they were getting inundated with emails every day saying these are the packages that are going to be late. And then my clients run around like a chicken with their head cut off trying to find out, you know, when will it be delivered? Do we delay the surgery? Do, you know, I mean, the, this, this is not like, you know, two, two widgets that are exactly the same. Every, every shipment's a different and unique product. So um, it just kind of adds to the, um, uh, the dilemma that, that our client was undergoing um, in this endeavor. Well, both this company and the story you told us about the company 40 years ago, Tony, these are companies with substantial shipping bills. Are you able to effectively help a smaller business as well? or We have clients that have less spend, and reality is we, we try to treat all the clients equally because someone who's spending $200,000 a year in shipping is, is as concerned about that expense as somebody who's spending $2 million a and year. And sometimes even more. And sometimes even because more. Because that yeah, money has great value part, to them. It's a big so. part of, of their, their cost. They tell us very often, you know, once they get beyond labor, the transportation logistics costs are, are their second largest expense within their businesses. And uh, we recently um, worked with a client actually here on Long Island and um, were able to save them almost 40% on their shipping costs with one carrier, you know, just putting $30,000, $40,000 in their pocket uh, again, as profit that they had lost um, and now have been recovered is really going to help them, you know, put that money towards improving their business, doing more research and development, um, sales efforts, et cetera. That's phenomenal. Alternatively speaking, are there clients that are too big? No, I don't think so. I, I think that we've tackled some pretty large accounts. And, you know, at first you might feel like it's intimidating because you don't know that you're going to be able to properly service them. But we've we've handled some very large yeah. accounts and have, have saved some, you know, millions of dollars. We had a great success story about uh, two years ago with a client um, that 
uh, was multi-billion dollars in sales globally. And uh, when we were initially speaking with them, one of the questions that came to us from their uh, big VP of logistics, uh, and I will paraphrase, um, obviously it's not a direct quote, I have all these high-priced logistics guys on my team here. What are you going to tell us that we don't already know? And I thought it was a great question. And I said, uh, as we tell every client, uh, we will not tell you that we're better negotiators than you are, but we will help you to negotiate from a position of strength because we'll be able to tell you what is a best-in-class rate. Um, And in that particular case, that client uh, wound up saving $3.4 million a year um, through our efforts in helping them to renegotiate uh, the rates with their carriers. So, so again, um, and, and um, we had weekly conference calls uh, that lasted at least an hour and sometimes two hours, and then those went to you know, two or three times a week, and, and it was a really demanding project. But Laura and I said, you know, this was a great eye-opener for us because we did kind of cross that, that lane that said, you know what, We're nothing's, not, too nothing's too big for us. Well, Laura, Tony, I'm getting the cue. I know you hear it. I know our listeners hear it as well. I'd like to thank you for being guests on Logistics Strategies Radio. Thank you, Dave. And I hope you'll join us again soon. We'd be delighted. Thank you. For those of you listening, thanks for joining us. Tune in again next time. Logistics Strategies Radio is produced by Digital Waterworks Corporate Communication Production. 